Billy Taylor. Hi, Jeff. How have you been? I'm good. How are you? It's been uh, it's been a while. It has. It has. It has. Okay, um, you're a very busy man today. So, uh... well, I was going to say for the people that are on this live stream, if you could uh, share it out. Um, the few other uh, interviews I did were kind of censored. This is the interview I've actually been waiting for all night. Um, uh, Jeff Epstein's a pretty hardcore Bernie supporter. Served as a Bernie delegate. He was a member of Philly.FYI, and he ran for a political position in Jersey. Uh, so when it comes to hard-hitting questions on what's the, you know, the demonstration in reference to Bernie, uh, this is the individual I'm expecting to really, um, you know, give it to me or have at. Cool. Excellent. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. So we worked together quite a lot uh, two summers ago, and. Uh, we uh, have very different styles, but uh, we work together. We butted heads a little bit, but I think overall um, we had uh, quite an experience working together for, for a number of months. Correct. Um, yeah, so, okay, so I have a feeling we're going to pretty strongly disagree with each other, but that's fine. Um, so I uh, I don't want to get as in-depth. I mean, this this. This is your interview, so I'm just telling you what I think, and then you'll tell me what you think. But my feeling is, is I want you to say, you know, spend five minutes or something, given the summary that you've given over and over again today about the Russian, the Russia, uh, what, you know, the problem and working towards your being suppressed and, and people being suppressed by that. Um, so definitely do that. Spend like five minutes doing that. But I'd really like to focus more on... Um, you know, the reasons behind your protest and, and your feelings about Bernie Sanders. Is that all right? All right. Fair enough. All right, um, cool. Jeff, so, one, it's a journey. Take it any way you want. So I'm, all right. I'm here for you. Excellent. So why don't you, why don't you give five, why don't you take five minutes and go through the summary of, you know, the basis of your post from that is linked in the description. Um, go through the summary of all your research and the Russia stuff and, and I guess it circles around. I think it. I think that it's correct that it circles around to that it's being used as an excuse to suppress people like you, and to a lesser extent yeah. me. Right. Well, it, even regular activists. I thought it was just lead activists at first, but it's it's activists in general. Uh, it depends on the uh, specific information that you're looking to put out there. Uh, during 9/11, there were certain words that were blacklisted, and that's what's happening on uh, Facebook and social media platforms as well. Uh, anything with like uh, Syria, pedo hunt, uh, specific keywords will have you censored. Um, and what I really like to do is I kind of like to uh, talk about the Russian narrative um, and what's going on with that first as far as like the facts. I've done extensive research. Uh, my research stems from Harvard Law Review to Forbes to statements from uh, special counsel Robert Mueller uh, all the way to statements from Facebook itself. Uh, so I've, I've thoroughly, you know, researched this, and this is the conclusion that I've come up with. Uh, now, Russia's involvement, it's not like they didn't have any involvement. They were involved. But the involvement was 0.004%. You can take that to the bank. Uh, not only, I believe, Jeff uh, posted it in his description, but you can go on my Facebook page and look at my resources as well to verify anything that I state. It was 0.004%. That's less than half a percent of Russia's involvement in our election. Now, that 0.004%, it wasn't all politically driven. It was actually driven towards tensions in the America. So and one of the things that they focused on was, for example, racial tensions. Who, who uh, they, 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 they focused on? Who's saying who's they? Russia. Oh, okay. 
You have the Internet Research Agency, the AKA Troll Factory, is what America is labeling as Russia. Um, but here goes another thing about that Russia. They're classifying a whole bunch all into one and claiming it this troll factory, which isn't the case. So if it had Russian currency, if it had a Russian email address, if it had, um, was it currency, Russian email address, uh, Russian address, it all gets classified into one. So it's not just the Russian troll factory that they're talking about, but they're grouping it all together. And even after grouping it all together, they're saying 0.004%. Um, now, that's not all politically driven either. That half a percent, uh, they focused on tensions in the United States. So it wasn't all politics. It, a lot of it was racially driven. In fact, the only uh, page that they have stated was absolutely out of the troll factory was blacktivists. Uh, there's other pages that they speculate and give very misleading and misguided words, uh, such as um, reported, supposedly, um, has said. It, these are misguided. If it was 100%, they would say, like they did with blacktivists, this is what it is. Um, now, I want to give, really, I don't want to focus too much on this, but I just want to give the, the numbers. Facebook itself has said 50%, uh, 56% in after the elections. 56%. Facebook said it. Facebook also said 25% of those posts were never even seen. Um, other things, Clinton Watts has stated there was a, a 129 phony uh Facebook events that drew an attention from 340,000 users that responded to those. Out of the now, 3 billion Facebook users. Well, I'm curious to see those events. Jeff, we worked together during the DNC very closely. You know there was multiple events that we had set up that were in the tens of thousands alone. Um, this is information that they're not releasing because uh, what they did was the Internet Troll Factory didn't make new information or fake news, as they're trying to call it. They took American Post and boosted it, they, and they took it from both sides. They were just trying to uh, flare or in, and you know provoke the intentions in the United States. When uh, you say boosted it, that someone paid for them to be promoted. Let's. I'll get to the numbers in a little bit. We're, I'll talk about the numbers as well. Um, so uh, uh, Facebook said they found about 3,000 posts. Uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller said uh, he would release all of those posts, but only released two dozen. Why? Because they were our posts. They were American posts. They weren't Russian posts. Russian only boosted the posts we had. Mm -hmm. um, now, let's get into the, the money side of it. Facebook said that there was $100,000 uh, spent uh, together, Russia, the troll factory, $100,000 to boost posts. Now, earlier I explained how they're grouping and classifying, you know, Russian email address, Russian Internet, currency, all into one. So when they group it all together, it was a total of $157,700 spent, about $160,000. Well, I want you to keep this in mind. Trump and Hillary's election alone during 2016 was $2.6 spent on that election. There was $7 billion spent total for all candidates during the 2016 election. $7 billion. $160,000 isn't even a drop in the bucket. Um uh, I think that's as far as the Russian information, really, where I want to leave off with that. Okay. I don't want to get too well, I, the, the propaganda. Well, I think I think I think we agree with the extent that, yeah, Russian tried to influence the election and they had some influence.
but as you just showed, you just demonstrated, which I believe is true, is that it was nothing compared to the Democratic Party and the mainstream media and how they influenced the election. Like I heard an interview with Jill Stein where they said uh, they, they pushed her about being influenced or seeing or, or somehow sharing a Russia-created post. And she responded rather well, which was like, we're talking about a single post as opposed to what you just said, you know, billions in support of the Clinton campaign. And, you know, maybe there was Russian influence, but that doesn't mean it was significant. But there, you know, that, that's, that's the line. So I think we agree with that much. Well, you got you to you keep in mind the number I just gave you. You know, check my resources. 0.004% is less than half a percent. And again, it was that wasn't all politically geared. There was racial tensions and other tensions that they, uh, uh, you know, tried to provoke. Uh, so even that half percent wasn't all po politics. Uh, I told you, you know, this is Facebook making a statement that 60, uh, 56, 56 percent of that came after the elections. Right. Twenty-five percent wasn't even seen. Right. So really, when you say that less than half a percent. It's a lot, lot less than that. Right. It's taking a, a very, very small thing to as if it's the only thing. So I, I think we agree. I mean, I, I think it is true that Russia had some influence on something, but that doesn't mean it was hardly anything significant. I think I think that's reasonable. Not even significant enough to mention. I mean, considering okay. what I mean, the that, U.S. government... Infinitesimally so, I mean, but, 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 you know, just very narrow, technically true kind of thing. But I, I don't think we're too far off. I think we generally agree, agree with that. Um, Real quick, Jeff, keep in mind that the regime change, the coups, the dictators we topple, and, you know, how uh, America sticks their nose in just about every single election around the world. Of course, of course. Um, less than, less of course. It isn't enough to even mention. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So, so... You are protesting Bernie Sanders tomorrow. There is a rally in Philly for John Fetterman. And actually, I just learned that there is a town hall for racial justice. I believe it's racial justice or criminal justice, one of the two, um, with, uh, I can't think of his name, the uh, criminal, the, the, the attorney general of Philly. Larry Krasner. Larry Krasner, Bernie Sanders, and a couple, a few other people are having a town hall, which which sounds very interesting. But then he's having a rally that you are going to be protesting uh, with John Fetterman. Um, and uh, as a, as a quick aside, actually, it's interesting to see getting texts from people who represent Bernie Sanders about events that are on BernieSanders.com, which is which is his 2016 campaign page sort of, to me, implying that they're slowly starting the 2020 campaign. That's an aside. So you're going to this um, event tomorrow, and you are protesting Bernie Sanders. You're not protesting John Fetterman. So why are you going to protest him? Um, well, I'm demonstrating against Bernie Sanders for a number of reasons. In fact, actually, after the uh, 2016 elections, I defended him for roughly two years. It wasn't until he started pushing the Russian narrative uh, that you know, got my wheels turn, uh, gears turning a little bit uh, to um, no longer defend them. Uh, when you're talking about democracy, free and fair voting, uh, we had a rigged election. You know, Bernie is should be the rightful president of the United States. It's one thing for him not to uh, fight for himself, um, 
And even what he did was he ignored it. I mean, I think he owes the obligation to fight for his supporters. There's so many that it's dedicated so much to his candidacy, and he doesn't fight for them. But when you talk about what happened during 2016, that's democracy. That is, that's the American way, isn't it? it? You know, you're talking about an individual that wanted to run for president of the United States and lead the American people, but he can't even lead against the, the rigged elections of 2016. Now, I didn't demonstrate against him for that. I, I still defended him two years after that. When he pushes the Russian narrative, which is propaganda, he's excusing the rigged elections of 2016. The elections that were rigged against him, he's pushing a Hillary agenda to excuse. We're talking about democracy, free and fair voting. Uh, even when it comes to election reform, I can stem this even back to that. Uh, there's another big, big issue outside of just Americans, because, you know, when we talk about democracy, free and fair voting, that's not just progressives or Republicans or, you know, the far left to the far right and everything in between. There's another issue, censorship. They're silencing us. How Bernie was able to gain position was because of we the people, the millennials, the use of social media platforms and being able to campaign for free against big money. Let's, let's face it. He won. We won. He, we won. We won so much, no matter how much money they threw at it, they still couldn't cover up the, the, the corruption and how rigged it was. So when we're able to take social media platforms and be so potent at it, they're using the Russian narrative to censor and silence our voices in future elections. They're taking away our tools. They're taking away our networking capabilities, our tools to, to, to uh, defend ourselves. Um, so to me, it's like this. Bernie came in and he was able to gain, you know, use out of social media platforms, which we did for him. But by him pushing the uh, uh, Russian narrative, it's also stopping any uh, future candidates from being able to take advantage of those same platforms. Okay. So he gets to use it. No one else. Okay. Okay. So, so there's, there's a lot of things in there. So number, number one, I want to, I want to say, uh, I want to stand up for you. Um, we worked together for Bernie and uh, I, I, I know firsthand how hard you worked for him in 2016, so there's no question about that. Um, there, there are three issues that you just brought up, and they're all connected. The first one is that he was screwed in the primary. They really screwed him over in the primary. And I agree with you to the, with, with one part of this, which is I think a major flaw uh, of him, of the way he conducted himself as far as a candidate, is that he did not call out the, he, and he still hasn't, saying that the primaries were rigged. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. He, he, he significantly, significantly, he did launch a couple of lawsuits and push some stuff, but overall he really didn't call out the corruption and that bothers me. Um, I consider that one of his three biggest flaws as a, as a candidate. Um, so that's step one. Number two, which comes sort of comes from that, is that setting aside him for a moment, that Russia is being used as an excuse to cover up for the flaws of the Democratic Party. I mean, it was more focused, obviously, after Bernie lost and that it was the general. But Russia is being used as the excuse for, you know, not looking at ourselves, not looking at our, our party, the Democratic Party, not looking at the problems of the United States of income inequality and, and money and politics and so on. That's number two. Um, 
and then now Bernie, you have a problem with Bernie saying Russian Russia stuff, and and you showed me a few tweets. Um, I, I forgot to to link them or show them. Um, there was three tweets you showed me. Well, one was pretty bad, uh, pretty bad. He explicitly said something like Mueller, you know, I don't know how connected to Mueller, but basically that the Russians, I believe that the Russians influenced people against Hillary Clinton. And that's like, wow, that's not good. I mean, like, you know, like we started this conversation, maybe infinitesimally, but the, the Democratic Party and mainstream media are a much bigger part of our problem than these little Russian, you know, this uh, uh, gay Bernie Sanders calendar. If you remember, that was that was part of what supposedly was the Russia thing. Um, so I I agree that his bringing up the Russia stuff in the way that he's done, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, and then there's the last thing, which is now Russia is being used to crush dissent, and that's exactly why what. That's that's the consequence that you personally and me to a smaller extent are personally feeling from this. So it, it starts with the corruption, and Russia used to cover the corruption. Bernie Sanders is 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 not helping. Uh, he's somewhat promoting it, and now it's used, being used as a, an excuse to crush dissent. The one thing I disagree with you, and I don't have evidence to back it up, but I really, but I really feel this, and I believe that it's true, is that he has not, he has said some bad stuff about Russia, promoting the Russia propaganda. I don't think he's been spewing it or being—I don't remember the word that you said—peddling it. I don't, I don't meaning meaning what he has said has not been great, but I think that he has not said it that often. And that he has done some really very good stuff, especially recently. Um, that overall, I don't feel it's definitely a flaw. It's definitely a flaw, and I have other things that I that I have very big problems with him with. But overall, I really stand with him. So, what? That's a lot of stuff to unpack. But why don't you, you know, just address what you think? Well, when you talk about peddling it, just Russia coming out of his mouth once is peddling it. It only takes one time of him pushing that Russian narrative to be labeled as if he's peddling or pushing that Russian narrative. So regardless of how many times, granted, he's tried to avoid it. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the stats and the information that I gave you, the resources to, to research yourself, you can see why he's been trying to avoid it. But just one time, you know, I sent you three different images. Now, those are only three different images. If I did a little bit more digging, I, I searched. I searched on. Other. Yeah, I searched on Twitter today for anything Russia and Bernie Sanders. I couldn't find it. That doesn't mean it's not there, but but I couldn't find it. No, regardless, uh, as a political figure, um, they absolutely should be held to a higher standard. So if he says it once, acknowledgement. How about a sorry? This is something we don't have from any politicians nowadays. Just acknowledgement. Look, if you do wrong, we're human. We all mess up. It's called human error. But acknowledgement is the first step to being able to correct it. Because if he doesn't acknowledge, what it says is he's going to do that again. Now, you said he's done some really good stuff lately. I've seen him go up on stage. You know, when he pushes that Russian narrative, I want you to keep in mind that is a Hillary uh, uh, agenda. So right now you're talking about Bernie's basically a puppet that Hillary's pulling strings for because he did push it. One time, is pushing it. Um, so my question, it's nice Bernie goes up in front of that pedestal and he's speaking and talking about this issue and that issue. What has he actually accomplished? 
What? You're seriously asking me to respond to that? Wait, oh, wait. What has he accomplished? Okay. Recently. You're talking about recently? Within the past two years, since the DNC elections. He's fought for a number of issues. But out of all those issues, what has been successful? So it's nice he goes up and he screams and shouts. But what has actually been achieved? Okay, I, I'm going to address this, and I do have thoughts about this, but but I don't feel it's appropriate to put me in a position to defend Bernie Sanders as having accomplished or not accomplished something. But I, I'm going to address it because I do have feelings about it. But uh, I mean, I don't even. It's very surprising to hear you say even say that question. But but what I will say, I'm not going to go too in depth. But what I will say, what I think the positive things that he's done. Um, in particular, in 2016, he educated people on what politics is really like, and I'm one of those people. About, uh, and particularly, the most important thing is that money in politics is the root of all evil. Um, and his stump speech put context around that. Uh, to to the put the, put context around that that all of these issues are a problem because of money in politics. Money in politics is at the center. That's what he did in 2016. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you another flaw that I think he had, which is because that leads to how I think he's, the one thing that I think he's actually addressed, which is um, I have a real problem with him going on to mainstream media. Um, they do nothing but beat him up, yet he keeps going on to it. And he should be instead going on to new media and I believe that you stop trying to convince people through old media because they're stuck watching it. So you feel like people feel this need, oh, but I want to reach my grandmother because she's all she's watching is CNN. I disagree with that. Some people, some people think that that's the way to go. I think the way to go is that you validate new media. You go on to shows that you, for me, it's the Young Turks and Jimmy Dore. You go on those shows, you make those shows better and make people change from mainstream media to the new media. I know some people have criticism of that, but that's out, outside of what we're talking about right now. Um, but he has just recently, in the past since January, has basically created his own television network on the internet, starting with his January um, healthcare town hall, which was remarkable, which was something that we have never seen on television as, that I am aware of, um, in, at least for much of our lifetimes. Um, he has he has pushed really important conversations and has completely gone around mainstream media. And he had another one on income inequality. Tomorrow he's having the town hall about criminal justice. So I think he's created new media, um, which is partially setting up for 2020, but it has partially started really, really important conversations. Um, those are a couple of examples of positive things that I think he's done, let alone his federal job guarantee that he just proposed, which is starting a whole new conversation. No, it probably won't pass. Um, not right now, but it is starting a real conversation. I've, I've just dived into myself to learn all about that. Um, so I think there are some things that he's done in the past two years. Um, and to me, it's more important than the negatives. Uh, I'll tell you a couple negatives. This horrible FOSTA-SESTA vote, horrible vote. You know what I'm talking about? What is it? FOSTA-SESTA. It's a law that's supposedly to help uh, to fight sex trafficking, but it uh, actually, yes, I did hear about. But it actually is just uh, crushing dissent on the internet because it, it now it makes websites responsible for any posts related 
right. to sex trafficking. And the whole website can be taken down even if someone nefarious puts on a post puts on some post related to that, which is you know likely the the strategy. And it also uh, consensual sex workers are are the uh, the collateral damage for this. So that's horrible. I, I cannot even conceive of why he voted for that. So that's something horrible that he's just recently done. Um, and, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I lost track of what I was saying, but but I, I think I have a reasonably good perspective of the good things he's done and the bad things he's done. I don't think it's my position to sort of you know defend it that kind of way, but overall I still feel that uh, I, I really stand with him. So, believe it or not, uh, I stand with him too. I want him to make a 2020 run. That's the reason in all of this. Uh, that's one of the reasons. Uh, it's not – many people get uh, a wrong idea of what I'm looking to achieve here. Um, I mean, you have to think, after 2016 elections, uh, what had happened was there was a split, a major split. I mean, he lost half of his support base, and the half that he lost was the ones that vigorously campaigned, dedicated, uh, sacrificed more than anybody. These are the ones that traveled around the United States. Jeff Epstein, with the exception of you, you're the, probably one of the only um, – what super? What was it? Super supporters that that are still sticking by his side. Oh, um, what? what is, I forget what what the name was uh, for the ones that would travel. Yeah, I, oh 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 oh, but, uh, super volunteers. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, so you know the question that I have, and people have this in their in their you know minds that he's going to make a twenty twenty run. He'll do great. He's not because the half that feel disenfranchised or you know uh, thrown under the bus are going to campaign against them. And these were the ones that, that uh, put in the most work, and they know the system to play this, you know, know the game to play the game to beat the game. Well, how, how did Bernie, um, these well, are people that, how did Bernie throw them under the bus? Endorsement of Hillary. When you say you're going to go to the convention and go all the way and fight it, that's nice you went to the convention, but you still endorsed Hillary. You did not go to the superdelegates. You did not let the, the account go in. He endorsed her. He bailed out before the time was. Did not take it so, off. So okay, so there's but there's um, two there's two things there though. There's two things there. One, he always said that he was going to endorse the Democratic nominee. He's all he said that throughout the campaign. There's two things. That's one. The other thing is that he did say that he was going to go all the way to the convention. And then two weeks, two, three weeks before the convention, he endorsed Hillary. So that I can understand how some people might see that as a betrayal. I mean, he technically did not do it. I don't personally I was upset about it, but I don't, I'm not that upset about it. Um, but as far as endorsing Hillary, forgetting about the timing, he always said that he was going to stand by the Democratic nominee. So which it is, is it both parts of that, or is it just, just the timing that he, uh, he didn't follow his word for the convention? But it's regardless. This is what the people feel. This is what the people say. This is, is half of his support base. So how do you pull his full base back but, together? But, um, but you, you, you said... You said that it was because you said that there was they felt betrayal because I'm not sure which one they felt betrayal for both or just one of those the timing there's a variation of reasons some feel that the Russian narrative and propaganda that he that one time coming from his mouth was one time too many some people feel as though endorsing uh, Hillary was but what what I'm explaining is regardless of the reason he lost half of the support base how do you pull his support base back together. Again, the reason it isn't the, the the main subject we need to talk about here is how to bring half of that his support, the ones that vigorously campaigned, 
um, back together. But you, you're saying you're you're not just saying that he did, he lost the support. You're actually saying he's gained enemies that are going to mm -hmm. fight against him. Yep. So these half didn't just okay. stop supporting him. These half this half is now going to mobilize against him. That's what you're saying. Yeah. What am I doing? I mean, what is am that I am I correct? Talking about me. Yes, I did. I did two other interviews today. Uh, Gary Fraser from uh, Camden, he wants to demonstrate against Bernie. I had Victor Tiffany from Bernie or Bust, the, the founder of Bernie or Bust movement. He's, he's basically agreement. This whole time with these interviews, I'm hoping people will actually debate me so we can, you know, learn from one another and maybe uh, make progress in a certain direction if we can just em embrace and respect each other's beliefs instead of quickly dismiss. But all day today, it, it has been agreement after agreement. Um, so, yeah, you, you, I just mentioned some of the Victor Tiffany, me, Gary Fraser. That's basically half of the leads in the Bernie movement. Okay. Um, actually, I'm curious what you think about, um, from my point of view, I don't know if it's, you know, I don't really have a, a sense of the demographics of, you know, all of his supporters, but how do these uh, high schoolers fit in from, you know, from the Florida shooting that were started because of the Florida shooting? They seem pretty pretty solidly in Bernie's camp. And they seem, I want to say an important point, which is these these kids have been online their whole lives and they have not been the targets of correct the record and the literal, you know, uh, the bot farms. Uh, I can't remember the name of the person, but she had a literal bot farm on Twitter to, to boost her own posts. They have not been the targets of these things. And to them, uh, Bernie Sanders is a celebrity. That is amazing, though. I mean, look at their demonstrations and rallies they did for the anti-gun movement and all like that. And look at how many numbers that they pulled in. But during a rigged election, when the election was stolen, we pulled in, what, maybe the same, a little bit less. That tells you who's financing that anti-gun. Um, not to mention the, the Women's March. Who's financing? That was financed as well. Who? <laughs> Big money has to be financed. All right, come on. They got more publicity with mainstream media than anybody did for the DNC 2016. How can that not be a specific narrative being pushed there? Okay, what we're okay. talking about right now is censorship on social media. Hang on, we're talking about censorship on social media, and that's exactly what's happening with the Russian propaganda. So we have an establishment able to literally say what information gets put out there to the masses and what doesn't. And it is. It's just like 9-11 where specific words are blacklisted. It's the same thing's happening to date. So when you want to talk about the anti-gun or you want to talk about the, even the Women's Day March, when they have those kind of numbers and there, there's no resistance whatsoever, Jeff, we organized together for the DNC. I mean, you've personally witnessed the resistance we had. Oh, of course. Against us. Okay. So when there's no resistance against them, who's pushing the narrative? So you had some really, really strong words for Bernie Sanders today in your posts and in the comments. Um, I mean, very explicit stuff. Actually, I need you to define sheepdog. I don't quite understand what that means. Sheepdog. Um, a third-party candidate, our, our political figure, because he's third-party as an independent, that is pushing people to go into the Democratic Party. Lead by example, a sheepdog. Um, he's basically... Uh, so he's pretending to be outside the party, but actually pushing people into the party? Is that what you're saying? Well, why is he still an independent? He is and always has been a third-party candidate. 
why is he boosting Democrats or the Democratic Party? He's pushing a Hillary agenda that excuses the rigged elections that were against him, which he has an obligation not only for himself as supporters, but Americans to kind of fight on. Um, also pushing the narrative to censor all Americans in future elections. He's sheepdogging for the Democratic Party. Absolutely. All right. So I, I don't necessarily agree, but I, I, I understand what you mean. Um, someone brought up in the comments the point that uh, the official Bernie Sanders Twitter account is not run by him. Does that make any difference to you? Because that is where the tweets that you showed me came from. I'll actually find uh, uh, newsreels of him on the, you know, stating as such. So that's um, okay. So that's. He has, I mean, when you, when you, I mean, it, it, I know I've heard him plenty of times say, let's not talk about the Russia. I'm tired of the Russia. And I'm because he's been asked so many times before. Um, so it isn't, it isn't, he's absolutely has pushed the narrative, the Russian narrative. Okay. Is there other things than just pushing the Russian narrative? Um, we agree on the, the, fr the frequency. I disagree on the frequency, I think. Um, but is there something beyond pushing the Russian narrative that you have a problem with? That, that leads to the sheepdogging, I think, that leads to the suppression of pages like yours and so on. Is there, what other things? Uh, this is, it's completely wrong. It's not about the sheepdogging. It's, it, the Russian narrative is being an excuse for a rigged election. We haven't addressed, he hasn't mentioned what makes you think 2020 is going to be any different? You've personally seen a rigged election. How about 2024? How about 2028? 20, uh, I mean, we're just going to leave a mess that we don't even mention for our kids and our kids' kids and to continue this 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 non-democracy way of selecting politicians and not electing? I mean, that is the mean. We're talking about democracy. This is, uh, hands down, a concern for every American. Um, and, and that's not... That right there, I mean, I think it's pretty, everybody knows when you have more people in this country that don't vote than do because they don't, they believe the system's rigged, that speaks pretty, pretty potently. So it's not a matter of the rigged system everybody's completely aware of. It's not a matter of that. What really, really got me was social media platforms. For once in U.S. history, the American people were able to fight big money using social media platforms as a way to campaign for free. Jeff, you were there. The use of social media platform was everything during the 2016 elections. So what they were doing is pushing the Russian narrative. One, I mean, excusing the rigged election, that's nothing new. I mean, okay, our country has a history of this. But what is new is centering us on social media platforms. So we will never, ever be able to have anybody from the working class, which is people of our, of our communities elected. How can a politician know what's best for Americans? They're not. They, it's, they can read about us in a book. They can look at us through a window as much as they want, but they will never know our struggles because they never walked in our shoes to know our struggles. We need to elect people of the working class to change America to benefit the working class. Bernie Sanders only had a shot because of social media. He only got as close as he could because of social media. And net neutrality is now, uh, there's basically a race between net neutrality and Bernie Sanders television, who's going to win? But, you know, it, it's not a coincidence, and I believe it's not a coincidence that that, that net neutrality and FOSTA SESTA, which is just a subset of net neutrality, is happening. There's something else that, that uh, Elizabeth Warren just, just uh, I don't know, there's some bill going through the Senate that's related to that. Same kind of thing, a, a benign kind of 
or a positive kind of bill that's actually hiding censorship underneath of it. Um, so yeah, uh, what's going to happen in 2020? So, so what do you think is going to happen in 2020 or actually, and, and a completely unrelated question, which I guess you could address first or afterwards, which is, do you feel that, would you waste your time protesting Bernie Sanders if you felt that he was not going to change? Do you think that he's going to change? Do you think that, that uh, there's going to be, you know, how is this going to lead to 2020? Well, one of the, I want to just talk about something you said earlier with Bernie Sanders. When I ran for him, it was to me it was like like letting a wolf in the hen house. Um, but it turns out Bernie turned out to be a duck. Um, he has the possibility of really disrupting a system that doesn't speak for us and allowing um, others to potentially be in the position to help him out. He's only so good by himself, so at least open the doors for others to get in. Um, and it's only been talk. There's nothing been actually achieved, achieved. It's all been talk, 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 talk. Now, as far as 2020 goes, this is the realization. This is history. There's only been, what, two, three times in U.S. history a president hasn't been elected for second second term. You're talking about 2016, one of the worst corruption, most rigged elections in U.S. history. Now, the guy that we have in power, the most powerful in the United States pretty much, how do you think 2020 first isn't going to be rigged? Second, look at U.S. history. How do you think we're not going to have another Trump presidency? We're going to have a whole bunch of people campaigning, wasting resources, time, and effort for what? For what? So it's time. Maybe maybe this can be a trend that everybody sees and what one the power of what one individual actually has. Hopefully, you know, during the demonstration that I, I do tomorrow, people will be able to watch and know the power that they have and disrupt the system. There's one thing Asa Khalif and I agree of. This is Black Lives Matter PA chapter. And we don't have a government where you can go to them and go, please. And nine times out of ten, this is for human rights, things that should be automatic. This is what our government should be doing, but they don't. So we can't go to them and say, please. But if you start disrupting the systems, if you start blocking roads and disrupting their day, the government will come to you. Hey, how can we stop this? So when I say that, keep in mind, Bernie Sanders is a politician. You start disrupting Bernie Sanders, he's going to have to address it. He's going to have to – go ahead, Jeff. No, no, I, I don't want to interrupt you. Um, okay, a couple questions. When did this transition happen for you? Was it when you started hearing Russia or was it before then? That you said you said that that he could be disruptive, but it turned out, or a wolf, or and you know, turned out to be a duck to, to be much tamer than you wished he could be. When did that transition happen to you? Uh, really, again, you know, I understand politics. You have to know the game to play the game to beat the game. I understand the game. Uh, unfortunately, it's not a game I, I agree with. You know, it's not a, uh, the rules I don't like. I do everything I can to, to change it, but I understand have to work within it. Um, you have to play by the rules. So, so when did you uh, so when, when did you get to... angry with him? Russia. Russia. Okay. 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 Um, so what what specifically could Bernie Sanders do to win you back? Apologize for Russia. Stop. You know, stand against Accountability. it. Accountability. When we have a politician for like the, the campaign against the corruption of American politics. I mean, that's what he did. He was kind of anti-establishment during his uh, campaign in you know, 2016. When, and some of the worst corruption in U.S. history happens during his candidacy and he does nothing. Um, instead of 
fighting over those individual issues that are never heard in the house. So you know in the house, the, the biggest battles is this corporation versus that corporation. It's not the people-driven issues ever. Um, maybe stand. Maybe do something for once in American history and, and take that leap. Have that faith. He could be the one to really ignite what is needed in the American people to change the system. So it's, it's not only, you know, have an acknowledgement and accountability, meaning, you know, sorry. That, that's the very least, but sorry. Um, sorry but for spewing the Russia. Sorry for the rigged elections rigged for up. Russia, for Hillary, for, you know, stop treating the people like sheep and tell them the truth. Okay. Um, Outside of that, and just saying sorry, which is something we definitely need accountability, actually stand for Americans. And, I mean, we stood for him. He had an army. He still has an army. He just has to do right. How is standing for Americans different than all these other things you just said? How is it? When you talk about standing for America, it's not individual issues. You're talking about democracy, free and fair voting, uh, okay, election so reform. That's just a okay. So if he stands for democracy, if he stops Russia, if he talks about the corruption, you know, fights against the corruption that could happen in twenty, that may very well likely happen in twenty twenty, that did happen. That is that is standing for Americans. That's what you're saying. I mean, the guy that went up on uh, the debate stage and goes. I would look into who's financing her, and it's Hillary across the aisle. Didn't seem to have a problem then. What's the problem now? Okay. Okay, so what – my opinion is that Bernie is by far our best option. I, you know, I, I've tried to make it clear that I definitely have some problems with him, um, but I do believe that he's our best option. Uh, what do you think – or who do you think could fill the vacuum if, if Bernie Sanders goes away? Like, what would the solution be? Sorry. Look, in politics, things, even in activism, things happen so organically, you can't do nothing about it. So and with leaders, uh, one thing that history has shown, when one leader falls, another will rise. I guarantee that. You know, say Bernie was to retire or unfortunately pass away. I don't mean to say it that way. But if he was, there would be someone there to be the voice of the people. He's taking someone's spot. But also, another thing, if we can't, you know, people say, I agree, right now, he is the best option we have. But people say, he's the best politician out there. Why do this? If we can't hold the best politician accountable, how are you expecting to hold any of the other politicians accountable? I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, that he needs to be held to account for his first assess to vote. He needs to. Um, he needs to be held to account. Absolutely. You know, there's a, there's there's a line between pushing and, and being uh, abusive, but but if he can't handle reasonable pushback, then uh, that's a problem. That's a, I definitely agree with that part of it. Um, so, do you think there are any? Are there any people in waiting in the wings specifically that you have in mind? I'm curious to see who's waiting in the wings. You know, another way to look at it is he's taking the platform that someone else could be speaking on. Yeah, we have Tulsi, we have Nina Turner, we have, um, but who are the people that we aren't able to see? Uh, 
you know, the progressives are going to, they're going to be involved. We're involved. So who's going to be the one to, to, to rise? There could be individuals that no one knows about, but Billy, uh, Bernie's taking the um, platform from them. Um, you know, I would put my chips into Tulsi. You know, Hillary ran as, you know, kind of under the, the woman umbrella. Tulsi has the progressive plus the, the woman vote. Um, as well as a veteran, I think she would do us a lot of good. I think it's maybe time that Bernie stepped down and and uplifted other candidates. The fact that he's going around right now campaigning for other candidates is shocking to me. Because when you talk about an individual like Tim Canova, that he completely left out in the rain, high and dry. When it came to I agree Cole. with that. That's another that's another negative against him for sure. Uh, he I basically see it as a deal with the Democratic devil uh, that he, he just made a deal with the, the Democrats to to let that go uh, and left him hanging to, out to dry. That that's definitely a bad thing. I agree. Where does your loyalty lie when you do something like that? I mean, that it was so bad. Tim Canova is now going to run as an independent. Yeah, uh, I hope that helps him. And actually, people are saying in the comments about NMT, and that is actually the other, uh, the other thing that really bothers me about Bernie Sanders is that he perpetuates the pay-for questions and perpetuates the myths about our economic, about our economy, uh, instead of teaching people MMT. We'll, we won't. We don't need to go into that now. That the people in the comments are going to understand me. Um, that really upsets me that he that he sabotages the people who want to teach it. Um, okay, uh, so so what is tomorrow going to be like? Interesting. I, I really, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to talk much about. Um, oh, oh, oh yeah, obviously, Jeopardy. as much as you can say, of course I can't, you know. <laughs> you tried, I'm curious, because I've been very boisterous about um, all of this from the beginning, so just showing up to an event like that, um, you know, I'll probably be targeted right away. Uh, probably have to wear a disguise or something. I even thought about a wig and a beard and all this other stuff. That's um, it, it. Right. Well, it's not only just like uh, Bernie Sanders campaign, uh, the Homeland Security, or it's, you know, I've gotten a lot of hatred off of this. Um, I probably oh. got more, keep in mind, I protest Hillary every time she comes to Philadelphia. And I've gotten more hate and death threats now than I ever have. And this is from Bernie people. It's like, wow. Well, um, I mean, you can't be that surprised with as aggressive as you are right now against him. I, I mean, not justified is absolutely not justified. I'm not saying it is. It's it's not good. But you can't be shocked with this. I mean, once we talk, you hear that the, the real goal in this is from the build his support base back up. And it's actually because I, I want him to run in 2020. And, you know, you see the reasoning behind it. But it, it amazes me people are so quick to do this. And they're supposed to be progressive. You, you are contradicting yourself a little bit, I think. One is you're saying you want him to run. You still think he's the best option. But you also said that you, part of you, at least it should be in consideration, to get out of the way because we don't know who's waiting in the wings and they won't pop up until there's space to pop up. So what is your Sink goal? What? Sink or swim. If you're not going to swim and lead us the right way, and sink and get out the way for another political figure to be able to do so. If he doesn't have the heart and backbone to do what it takes in this country, given that he's been in the politics for 30 years, he's completely aware of the political landscape. I mean, you know, JFK was assassinated. His brother on it was on the, uh, five years later was on his way of becoming president. Talks with Martin Luther King. There goes two more that were assassinated. You think Bernie doesn't know about this? He's completely aware of the consequences of our U.S. government. 
So if he's not willing to take the responsibility, Jeff, you know the responsibility I had put on my soldiers at a very low level. So if you're not willing to accept that kind of responsibility, step down, sink or swim. Okay, and you're, you're doing that as you're, at least at this protest, and I guess in the near term, that you're giving him a chance to do whatever you feel is, you know, required of him to, to swim. And then after that, you're, I guess you're, I guess that implies that you're going to basically try and fight against him and get him out of the picture with protests, with protests, nothing inappropriate. Well, we're talking about a lot of different things here. My main focus and issue is specifically on the Russia propaganda. Um, other people are like, ah, stop talking. We need to actually talk about it more because that's what's being as an excuse for rigged elections. That's what's being an excuse for censorship on social media platforms. So my main and overall goal is that. And as an activist, um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to bring attention towards that cause because it needs a light shed on it. Uh, we're, we're going into the future. They're, they're taking away our tools, our arsenal to be able to uh, campaign against big money. And that's my main issue. I mean, rigged elections is no no different. But being able to, to have the working class placed into political positions, if we don't change what's happening to social media platforms, we're screwed. We're, we're, we're leading to martial, uh, martial law. They got street uh, cameras on every street corner. They got the censorship that's happening. This is, this is no democracy in America. This is this, that's what it's about. I don't want my kids dealing with this crap when they get older or, or my kids' kids. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I wish you luck tomorrow. I, you know, I don't, I don't really quite know what I think. Obviously I'd sort of have to see what's going to be happening as far as how you deal with it and what you choose. I mean, I, it seems inevitable that you're going to decide. My feeling is that my, it's going to be inevitable that you are going to decide that he needs to go away so other people can pop up because I, I don't see some of that stuff happening. Um, but you know, it is what it is and we, you, you do what you need to do. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I see flaws for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm still with them. I'm definitely still with them. So, you know, it's cool. It's cool. You should come to the, you should come to the rally if you have a chance to, you, you know, me and with actions and it should be something to see if I'm able. To I actually, actually, part I, I, I can't, I can't unfortunately, but I, I, part of me definitely wishes that I could go and live stream you guys. Uh, I, maybe you know, I assume that you're going to probably be live streaming or something. So uh, I, I am definitely curious to see what happens. Uh, let me look through the comments, see if anybody has some questions before we go. I, I and I want you to, you know, think about how you can close it up. Bernie's, on, Bernie's also scheduled to be in Allentown at 2 p.m. on Saturday for another rally. What's that rally for? He's uh, helping out a candidate in the seventh traditional. I, I'm not exactly sure. I got to look up the information. I don't want to say it wrong. Okay, um, but it's for a candidate again. Uh, um, yeah, Ben is. That was one of the things earlier. Yeah. So Ben is Ben is uh, saying uh, uh, Ben is my editor for Citizen of TV. He's, he's saying a comment. I want to read it. Nobody uses the Russian narrative to hold on. I lost it. Nobody uses the Russian narrative to explain away the primary. Billy keeps saying that it's an excuse for the rigged election, but it has literally nothing to do with it. The Russia interference didn't start until Hillary had sealed the nomination. 
Bernie can walk and chew. I don't understand. I'm not even reading that sentence. But what do you I think about that? Because actually, I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard about the Russia stuff until until Bernie lost. But you're saying that the Russia. Um, well, yeah, the Russia propaganda didn't come out, uh, out until after the elections. But I also, uh, you know, gave you. Or I don't know if you were on earlier. Uh, this is uh, statements from Facebook itself. You know, fifty-six uh, percent of what Russia did the post came after the elections, after all the elections, even the general. Um, that was fifty-six percent. Twenty-five percent wasn't even seen. Uh, what what they're doing is they're they're using Russia as an excuse for the election. They're kicking the can down the road like they didn't rig it. Blame Russia. It wasn't us. We've been doing that for decades but, and decades. But, I mean, this is not a huge point, so I don't, I don't want to get too into it. And But but, but Russia, supposedly, supposedly, Russia sabotaged the general, didn't sabotage the primary. That actually seems true, isn't that right? But they're not, they're not pushing this as Russia caused Bernie to lose. They're pushing it as Russia caused Hillary to lose. Why aren't we talking about the rigged primaries? Russia, Russia, Russia. Okay, so it's a distraction. That left it, it's a distraction. Okay, I got you. All right. All right, so uh, why don't you, uh, you know, if, is there anything else that, that you wanted to bring up? Or do you want to just, uh, you know, just give a little thing about uh, what you're going to be doing tomorrow and, and ongoing? Um, I, I don't have any other specific questions. So what do you think? Um. The only other thing I could say is if there's anything unjust, even with politicians, you know, people need to start standing up. Uh, something that I don't see enough nowadays is people get too belittled, broken down. What are you going to do? Everybody has power to do something. And one thing that I've stood for throughout my entire activist career is what power people do have. Um, get up and demonstrate. You know, if you go into a grocery store and the receipt's wrong and, you know, you yell and kind of complain, that's a type of protest. Um, don't be afraid to do it with politicians. I think every politician needs to be held accountable. And if more individuals, not organizations, not not groups, not if more individuals took action on their own, we would not be in this situation. So whatever I do Friday and maybe Saturday as well, let it serve as a purpose to what power each individual actually has. Don't think you're powerless in the system. We do have power. We can disrupt it. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, I was, uh, I pushed, but you know, I obviously we disagree with some stuff, but I hope it's okay. Um, you know, I hope it didn't push too hard <laughs> inappropriately, I should say. Um, I, I wish you luck. You know, I don't totally agree with you. Um, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. I wish you luck. I hope, I hope what, what's best for all of us happens. I hope 2020, um, some change happens because obviously it's getting pretty desperate. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right, Jeff, it's uh, it's definitely been a pleasure. I'm happy to, to finally kind of have a face to face, I guess, somewhat uh, after so many years. It was a pleasure working with you back in the day. You and um, it, uh, yeah. Jelly, I, I really adored. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was an a uh, pretty unbelievable experience. Um, yeah, and actually, uh, that Wednesday night. I don't, you weren't there, but I think you know what I'm talking about though. When the delegates went to the DNC delegates during the, during convention week, the DNC delegates went to the stage, to the main stage. Do you know about that? Yeah, I think I was, I was there that night. 
I recall. Was, you oh, yes, I remember. I remember. Yep, yep, we had a moment. I, I have it on video. We have a moment of, of saying hello. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I have it all on tape if you go to my website and http colon slash slash citizensmedia.tv and then click on the menu and DNC, 2016 DNC. I have all the footage that I did and I wrote articles on all of them. And the Wednesday night on the main stage, Philly FYI main stage, uh, was easily the most magical moment of the whole thing where the delegates connected with with the people who were, were across the street and supporting them. That was such, such an amazing moment. And it happened because of the organization that you and I were part of together. That was really, that was really cool. So. That was a beautiful experience. Billy, thank you. I wish you luck. Uh, I'm sure we will hear each other again, hear from each other again, and uh, maybe we'll debate again. Hopefully. Take care, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Good night. But the reason that I'm here tonight is not just to help John get elected, because John understands, as you understand, and as I understand, that if we are going to change Pennsylvania or Vermont or America, change comes place from down below to the top, not the other way around. I have no doubt but that John is going to do a great job as lieutenant governor, but he cannot do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Pennsylvania and all over this country, we need millions of people to stand up, to fight back, and to tell the billionaire class that this country, this state, belongs to all of us, yeah. not just the one percent. We are seeing some beautiful things all across this country. We are seeing working people, we are seeing young people get involved in the political process, reclaiming our democracy in a way that we have not seen for a very, very long time. And what John's campaign is about and what the progressive message is about is that we are going to transform this country and create a government that works for all of us, not just wealthy campaign contributors. There is no reason, there is no reason why we remain the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to all people as a right, not a privilege. And John is going to work with me to pass a Medicare for all single-payer that it is totally absurd that we pay the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs. And John is going to work with me to take on the greed of the pharmaceutical industry and lower the cost of And John understands 
that in America, if you work 40 hours a week or more, you should not be living in poverty. And let us be clear, the federal minimum wage, Pennsylvania minimum wage of seven and a quarter an hour is a starvation wage. And we are going to raise that minimum wage to a living wage, $15 an hour. And when we talk about decent wages, we're going to end the disgrace of women making 80% equal pay for equal work yeah. and women in this country are going to control their own bodies yeah. not the government God understands that in Pennsylvania and in my state and all over this country we have got to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure our roads and our bridges and our wastewater plants and our water systems, when we invest a trillion dollars, we can create millions of decent paying jobs. And brothers and sisters, I'd rather put a trillion dollars into 15 million jobs than giving tax breaks to the billionaires. John understands that in a competitive global economy, we gotta have that we need the best educated workforce in the world. Yeah. And that means that every working family has access to universal, high quality, affordable childcare. Yeah. Yeah. And we are going to make public colleges and universities tuition free and we're going to end the absurdity of young people leaving school yes. 50 or 100,000 dollars John understands as you understand as I understand that we need common sense gun safety legislation in this country. And we're going to stand up to the NRA and anybody else to make sure that we pass the gun safety legislation that the American people want. And we're going to work together to end the disgrace of having more people in jail in the United States We need jobs for our young people, not jail cells. Yeah! And as Giselle mentioned a moment ago, we need comprehensive immigration yeah! My brothers and sisters, we are living in difficult and unusual times. We have a president who wants to divide us up based on... Oh, he's here already. Yeah, I'll do it again. 
Billy, uh, leave and then come right back, please. I don't have the ability to invite you. I, I already did, but something happened. So please leave and then immediately come back. All right, thanks for your patience, everyone. We tried an experiment. It didn't work very well, but he's joining. There you go. Okay. What happened? All right. So it looks like it's working now. Okay, I pressed add. It looks like it's adding him in. He should be on camera. Approve. Billy, it says it's adding you. Do you see that on your end? All right. I am grateful for your patience, everybody. Technical stuff is what it is. Okay, Billy, if you can hear me, it says it's trying to add you. It's, uh, it says it's trying to add you. So I think it would be best for maybe for to kill Facebook and then start Facebook again and then start watching. It says connection failed. Uh, I'm going to try you again. Kill that. Approve. I approved it. It says it's adding. I hope. Ah, thank goodness. Whew. What was happening? I, I don't know. I got booted out of Facebook, uh, my account. I swapped phones. I did a couple things on my end. Um, I have problems sometimes in the middle of actions and stuff like that. It's nothing nothing new. All right. Well, glad it worked. That, I was worried it wasn't going to work. All right. Uh, all right. So the experiment failed. That's fine. Um, so, oh, yeah, go ahead. 100%, not me, us. Yeah, you, uh, so on Jimmy Dore, you, uh, you, um, it turned out to be audio. I was expecting you to be on video. Well, I, all my internet access is actually through, um, cell phone. I don't use a computer for, for any of my social media or networking. I actually have five accounts on my cell phone, um, account. Well, it but, went well. Um, I thought it went well. Uh, you want to? You want me to start into where? You want? You want me to start? I would start like. I would like. I would like you to just, you know, basically, uh, sh tell us what happened before when you started to walk there. You know, people were. You said the police like immediately saw you and so on. Yeah, get, set up the scene before it happened. What well, it actually started early in the morning. Um, I went downtown. I drove around City Hall. Uh, doing recon, I wanted to see where they were setting up the stage, the lay of the land. Uh, at that time, when I was down there, they didn't have a stage set up. Usually, they have it set up 24 hours in advance. Uh, so when I came back, I, I tried to get to a protest or an action an hour or two early. Um, when I came back, uh, as soon as I stepped foot into the area, uh, the police officers came up to me right away, started asking me about my bullhorn, why I was there. You know, they knew I was coming. Um, so instantly, um, you know, I guess I can be a bit of a smart ass sometimes. Uh, you know, my name's Billy Taylor. You know, I campaigned for Bernie. Google my name. You can find out all this stuff. What are you talking about? Um, so that kind of blew off the cops that, that came up to me. Uh, then we walked about. A block down was the McDonald's, so we went into McDonald's, and that's where we kind of geared up.
Uh, unfortunately, I forgot the shirt that I was wearing today. That should have that should have been there. Um, there's also a back image I can't show you. It's it's got Bernie as a puppet with strings hanging from it. Um, but and then uh, so at that time it was kind of funny because I'm in the middle of a McDonald's. Everybody's eating. Uh, so I, I take out this big chain. It's 15 foot long. A padlock. I padlock it around my waist. Because uh, once you do that around your torso, the, they can't lift it above your chest or below your, your hip bone. Uh, so you're locked in. Um, and then I, uh, you know, I put the chain in my pocket and I hung the lock slightly out. It was still in my pocket, but the, the hook part was sticking out so I could grab it easily. Uh, and then we went up to the rally. Uh, so when actually, I, went up to I, have the rally, to, I have to say about the uh, the chain. I'm actually surprised it was so flimsy. It was a real small kind of chain. I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't like a heavier duty kind of thing. When picking out the chain, I, I mean, I knew they were going to bring bolt cutters to, to cut me out. Uh, so it doesn't matter the size of the chain that you have. Um, it's a metal chain. So either way, they're not going to be able to detach me by hand. They still have to bring out the bolt cutters. And regardless of the thickness of that chain, uh, the bolt cutter is going to get through it. So uh, when I, I, I strategically picked that chain. It was like 24 cents a foot. I, I mean, people that are watching this, just uh, it was a $50 fine. So, you know, I paid five bucks for the chain. Went to the dollar store for the padlocks, so, so you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was able to put a 15-foot chain in my pocket with, with a padlock. Um, so then I went and uh, kind of cased out the area. I, I saw the best spot to hop the railing to get up onto the stage, and I, I positioned myself there. Um, they had they had at least two or three cops riding behind me at the, the entire time. They knew what I was there to protest. They knew that. Um, but they were expecting me to go through the crowd and just yell on a bullhorn or something. They didn't know the action that I had planned. They didn't uh, see the chain on you, I think, right? No, no. I was worried that they seen the lock sticking out of my pocket a little bit because that it was only the hook part. It wasn't the actual padlock part of the, of the lock that was in my pocket. Uh, mm -hmm. So I waited for Bernie to take stage. But even before Bernie took stage, this is how I knew they knew. It wasn't even the cops and all this. It wasn't even all of that. Bernie, before he took stage, there was a brief moment where I don't know if it was his campaign manager or, but uh, definitely someone on his, his staff uh, kind of nudged him. And, and next thing you know, I have him and Bernie looking at me and we're in a stare off. Um, it felt like eternity at the time, but it was, it was probably less than five minutes. So we're literally staring at each other uh, from a distance of maybe 30, 40 feet, somewhere in there. Uh, and then... Uh, Okay, then uh, Bernie goes up onto state, onto the stage. Well, the whole time, I knew the cops in behind me were, I knew they were watching me. So to kind of play it off and how, clo how close and, were they? Three to five feet. Fine, um, Joe. So okay. what I would do? Well, what I would do to kind of throw them off my scent, I guess it is. Um, you know, whenever the crowd would start clapping, I would clap and get into it. Yay! You know. So it doesn't appear as if I'm there to, to actually protest. So then uh, Bernie goes up on the stage. Now, I actually had a brief moment where it was like, is this going to hurt the, the movement, the progressives? Am I going to make it look bad? You know, Bernie's up saying things that all, you know, we need to be said. He's definitely, you know, speaking our words. Um, but then, you know, it, 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 I had to do it. it, it every, what, what everything was about, so I, I see my moment and I seized it. Uh, hopped the guardrail. I did it so fast, like yeah, I kind of want to get into the, 
I guess, a parquet or a parkour because of it. Um, so they wouldn't have, the cops what? behind me would have never had a shot at actually grabbing me. The parkour where they hop the rooftops and do all that crazy. I'm really athletic and flexible. Um, so as soon as I got on the stage, uh, you know, I had the padlock position where it had the end of the chain already latched on. So all I had to do was pull the padlock out, wrap it around, and, and padlock to the railing. Uh, once that happened, I went to walk away, and I, I assumed the chain would just come sliding out because it was like a 15-foot length. But I had, to, I had to take the chain out and drop it onto the floor so I had that slack. It gave me, after wrapping it around myself and then the railing, I had about 10 feet so I could move about the stage freely. Um, but it was kind of funny because the cops, I mean, they got me a little bit quicker than I thought they would because I had a banner under my shirt to do a banner drop. Um, and uh, so once they went to grab me, they went to walk me off stage. And it was kind of funny because they went to walk me off on my hip stayed. And the cops are like, what is he, chained? He's chained. God damn it. And uh, they, um, <laughs> so, hey, hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Uh, so people were telling me the video is, is uh, the audio seems fine, but the video is stalling with you. So I'm going to ask the people, you know, there's a, the, do you think that we should get Billy off and then immediately back on to try again? It's up to you. I'm going to tell if you guys think that we should get him off and then immediately back on, tell me. Otherwise, I'm leaving him on because the video, the audio seems fine, and that's the most important. So um, you, you will tell me that what you want with that. But Billy, please continue. Actually, you were you were. I was surprised that, number one, Fetterman, who's a big guy, uh, you know, stood up and looked at you, but then he sat down. He must have, like, had the, you know, the eye of, uh, um, you know, the police or something. And, and I was surprised that there was a good, I would say, 10-second delay before you actually started saying something. I, I, I was surprised that it took that long. Uh, well, I had to get the bullhorn ready, and I don't really think it was my bullhorn. A lot of people thought that the uh, bullhorn was messed up, but what they did was they turned the uh, PA, the, the sound up, as loud as they could. I mean, if you actually look at that rally again and you see how loud their PA was for as small as a crowd as it was, they wanted to drown out a bullhorn. That's what they went for, and they, they, they knew I was coming with a bullhorn because I was very outspoken about what I was going to do, and I'd hashtag it, the bullhorn. Um, so, I mean, doing things like that, it's, mis you know, I, I knew what I was doing. I was trying to mislead them as if I was just going to walk through the crowd with a bullhorn. Um, but that. All right. So now we have a chance to try him over again because he just popped off. So, uh, so Billy asked to come back on. I'll invite you back on. All right. Good. He's back. Let me see. Billy Taylor. All right, I'm adding him. It says he's being added. Welcome. There we go. Sorry about that, guys. This I actually seems, phones again. This actually seems better. So, uh, yeah, this actually seems better. Seems the video seems more solid. So, uh, so what did you say? I mean, I heard the megaphone. I did hear the megaphone in the video when I listened to it again. It's it's uh, muted. But I definitely heard it. I couldn't hear what you were saying, really. Um, so what did you say? Um, uh, I spoke uh, truth to power in reference to the Russia propaganda. I mean, some in the crowd was able to hear the Russia part, but they weren't able to hear the rest of it. Uh, Billy Penn was the only one to actually really report and uh, do reporting on what had happened 
out of all the news articles that came of it. Um, they found out my name. They found out, you know, they heard Russia, and they even they, they, they put information in there that people right below, not even 10 feet away, heard. Um, you know, so, but it was in reference to the uh, Russia propaganda that Bernie's pushing. Uh, it was in reference to the... You there? It was yep. in reference to the rigged elections of uh, 2016. Um, you know, there's, there's major concerns that we have. You know, Bernie not only ignored, uh, didn't address, he didn't fight for himself, he didn't fight for his supporters when the elections of 2016 was rigged, uh, but you got to think, Bernie's our rightful president. So that was Americans that were robbed. Um, when you, so let me ask you, when you, when you said stuff, you, you know, you said it was Russia, but how much of what you actually said in the megaphone was about what Bernie did regarding Russia? Was it just Russia or was it like, Bernie is saying this. No, everything was in reference to Russia. I didn't get, I mean, it, it happened. Everything happened so fast. Uh, the cops, the first thing, when they couldn't get me, they tried getting me down the steps. When that couldn't happen, they grabbed my bullhorn right away. And I, I continued to scream. Um, I got a big mouth. A lot of times I protest, I can yell just as loud, louder than people on a bullhorn can do with a bullhorn. Um, so I continued to yell. You know, and uh, they, they knew what were ha was happening. There was a lot of media about how Bernie didn't even flinch. Bernie didn't even, they knew what was going to happen. They knew. Um, so it wasn't, they try to, as he does everybody, he tried to ignore any concerns that had happened. The kind of supporter and what I dedicated to his campaign and his candidacy, you know, I contacted uh, with Sanders multiple times um, and ramped it up right before the demonstration so I didn't have to demonstrate at all. Even uh, I was on the Jimmy uh, Dore show earlier today. He's tried contacting Sanders camps um, multiple times. Um, you know, he has not talked to his base supporters. He has not addressed his, his concerns and issues of his base supporters. Now, 2020 is coming along, and everybody agrees it, he's setting up, preparing what looks like a 2020 run. Um, so, you know, a couple things. You know, two or three times in U.S. history has a, a president not been elected for second term. So the chances of us getting a Trump presidency is very likely. Now, can Bernie do it? Yeah. Yeah, he can. But he has to pull back his base support because that was splinter. After 2016, half of his support won't support him anymore. Um, and that's the part. Those are the, that's the ones he has to address. Those are the ones that uh, campaign the vigorously. They're the ones that travel uh, multiple states, sacrifice, dedicated. Uh, Jeff, with the exception of you, you're the only super volunteer I've, I've spoken to that has said that, you know, you, you're going to, i got to exit out these comments, that you're going to support, you know, Bernie unconditionally regardless. Um, but anybody else that, that I've come across, you're talking about, geez, Victor Tiffany, the founder of uh, Bernie or Bust, um, Gary Frazier. Camden, Jersey. I mean, Yanet, I believe, is even running for a Green Party position or is involved somehow Green Party. Um, but you're talking about the majority of the leaders of the Bernie movement all agree. We're, we're not, we're not going to dedicate what we did to you before. Um, and what I think can really fix the issue, because it's not like I don't want to vote for him. It's not like what other shot do we, we have at any kind of change, even if it's a breadcrumb, because I, I think he's now – at this point, I think he's really just puppeting 
what the establishment wants them to do. After pushing the Russian narrative, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, but the only way he's going to pull back his support, uh, his support base that got him to where he was is to answer our questions. As supporters, we have it shouldn't be our right to, to have our questions answered by the person we dedicated so much to. Uh, and this is before he announces anything because it is looking like he's going to make a 2020 run. Um, so, I mean, before the 2020 run, acknowledgement, but also, how do we know you're not going to throw us under the bus again? Um, Jeff, do you have I have a few. I have a f I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, darn it. All right, he'll come back on in a moment. Can I have a pencil and paper, please? Just a scrap. Thank you. Um, is that him already? Let's see. Uh, Billy, there's there's three things I want to um, talk about. Uh, one is one is just uh, probably pretty quick, but if you you were you were taken away in I believe you were taken away in handcuffs, uh, and then you said Bernie left, so they let you go instead of putting you taking you down to the police station. They fined you for fifty dollars. Um, I believe that's correct. Um, so. I just imagine what it was if a minority did it, of how, if it would have been different. And I wonder, I wonder what you think about that. I mean, here goes the thing, Jeff, you have two, two ends of this where it could have been different. Um, because I didn't expect police to come up as fast as they did. Uh, absolutely, you have systematic racism. Absolutely. Um, I'm a male, so that's systematic on the male side. Yeah, it could have been a, a different result. Uh, but I want you to keep in mind when Black Lives Matter protested Bernie, they were up on stage for how long? They basically took the mic from him. Uh, so there's two two ends of the spectrum. He, I mean, he, he, he uh, gave it to him. He gave it to him. Have to have a conversation. With race. Well, well, we unfortunately have to have a conversation where race does uh, um, affect what would have happened. That's the sad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see how it would have. I don't see how it couldn't. Um, it's very well likely in a, in a country that, you know, still has stigmas that linger to date. Yeah, it could have affected it. Okay. Um, address the uh, some people wanting to, well, I don't know if it's wanting or if it's just a misunderstanding or whatever you think, but of swinging the chain to try and harm Bernie, which clearly the video shows that there's nothing to that effect that you you did not take any actions to harm Bernie Sanders, that you pulled the chain out. It, you know, it had nothing to do with that. that. There's no doubt when you look at the video. But address, address what you have noticed about that. Well, if we're going to address, uh, you know, slung the chain at Bernie, why don't we address all the rumors that, by the way, everybody in the movement, I have to grin. Uh, please share around. Please share to groups and pages and so on. Um, actually, all right, this is this is rougher than normal. This is a little adventure here. This is messier than than I usually have. Usually it works well. Um, so, not me. Usually when I do actions like this or something radical, um, I get suppressed, and this is exactly what. This is all about all right. suppression of social media. Okay, well, let's let's uh, go back to where we were. So let's start the, let's start the, the question again. So uh, I'm just going to ask it over again. So uh, 
talk about the rumors that were started. Uh, the one that I saw was, you know, swinging a chain and trying to hurt Bernie. Clearly, the video shows that that is not the case. Um, maybe it was partially a misunderstanding. Maybe some people wanted that to happen. Uh, so please address that and any other rumors that were happening. Absolutely. Before I do all that, I want you guys to know I live in a commercial area. I'm walking around back where during the DNC I had an NSA van park. I'm just curious. Welcome to my life, political activist. Um, all right, with swinging the chain, I got to thank everybody in the movement for the uh, misinformation, the rumors, lies. Um, I would have never been able to achieve such attention um, without you guys. So kudos, kudos on that. Um, it's all rumors. Um, I don't know how the rumors started, uh, where they began. Um, however, you know, it's, it is rumors. And even when you, uh, Jeff, you know, before we left off, before you started asking about, you know, did I swung a, a chain at Bernie, um, you were talking about white privilege. The only reason that was brought up, the white privilege part, was because uh, it, people were misleading others that I swung a chain at Bernie. And would it had the same results if I was... Hang on. Well, there is a box truck out here. All right, I'm sorry. I'm in a commercial area, so I'm just going to walk around the block real quick. Um, because uh, if I was another color and had done that to uh, Bernie, then it would have been a different result. Uh, for, Does that answer uh, your question? Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I'd like to know what the other rumors were, but hold on a moment. Someone said uh, that uh, that you clearly did not try and hurt anybody, but that some people in the audience were scared. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, a guy hopped up on stage. I could see there, why there's concerns. Nobody was hurt. I mean, Jesus, Bernie wasn't even slightly scary. Did you see him bat an eye? He knew I was there. We had a stand, a stare off for at least five minutes before he took stage. Yeah, the, the, I know. knew I was going to. Play. I noticed that the sign language person looked back at you with concern. She probably didn't know what was going on, but then, but she kept going. <laughs> John saw me, you know. John I, saw me. I, I mean, my apologies to John. I didn't mean to disrupt his rally. Uh, it's just as an activist, you know, when you have an opportunity, you have to take it regardless. Right. So were there any other rumors aside from the swinging the chain, which, again, I want to say the video shows it's very clearly that that's not true. So uh, was were there any other rumors that you heard? Yeah, there, there was. They said uh, I hurt Bernie. I swung a chain. I um, oh, Jesus, what else was said? I don't know. I try not to feed into the rumors. I tr it was really it's been so much. I've uninstalled social media apps. From my phone, I just I can't deal with the with the misinformation. Um, it's too much, and then people attack me personally because thinking that I went to hurt Bernie, um, but that wasn't the case. You know, I I never had so much hate and death threats and ever, and I, I protest Hillary every time she comes to Philly. Just about. Tell us about a couple of those. Uh, what the Hillary protest? Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, all right, I'll tell you one really good one. This was uh, the day before the general. We had we had the best plan ever. Uh, Hillary's coming back to Philly. Philly of all places, right before the general is scheduled to take place. It was like the day before, right? 
yeah, I, that, I mean, that took some balls for her to do. So we have a team together. We got uh, we installed, what did we use? We used FireChat to communicate. We actually had like three forms of communication. Uh, and the plan was people seem to trust uh, people with clipboards. So we got our <laughs> we had our DNC badges. Uh, we went and got Hillary swag, T-shirts, uh, pins, buttons. Um, we had the clipboards. This way, we could go to the Hillary rally with, with uh, you know, our our Hillary paraphernalia. Uh, and the plan was we're going to go through the crowd and we're going to go because at every Hillary rally they have these uh these uh I guess uh cheerleaders or prep coaches. They go under the crowds. Okay, guys, when Hillary comes out, we're gonna we're gonna scream Hillary. Hil let me hear you say it. And the whole crowd says Hillary over here. Yeah, they I go to the next part and they do it again. Yeah, I saw, I saw a video, was, I saw a video of that where the crowd was sort of, you know, laid back, but there was this like, I had to be like a hired cheerleader before she got there. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's what they do. That's what Hillary does. Hillary, not Bernie. I don't think I've ever seen that one Bernie rally. No. Hillary has to, they have to put the crowd. So our plan, we're going to go in there. We got the Hillary shirts, the, the Hillary swag. We got our clipboards to look official, right? So the plan is to go in, and we're going to get the crowd to chant, uh, Water is Life. Hillary's going to come out, and in honor of Standard Rock, she's going to announce her support against the Dapple Pipeline. So to honor her, we're going to chant, Water is Life. And we're, going to get, we're trying to get the whole crowd to go, Water is Life, because Hillary's a progressive, running on a progressive platform. Um, so we're going to try to, we're going to, <laughs> this way when she comes out, Water is Life, that, that's pretty Pretty some pretty potent stuff when she's supposed to be president of the United States, but that was that was one. I mean, there was many more. Well, there's, was when there one more do, recent? Uh, no, there was. There's not nothing in the past two years. I've kind of went around the nation. I haven't focused really on Hillary. You know, she didn't win the presidency. Uh, she hasn't really been doing much herself. I mean, she did a book deal. I, I missed her when she did the book deal. I did want to protest her when she was in Philly promoting the book, but I, I missed that one. Okay. All right. So this is sort of a two-part question. What um, are you disappointed with? What happened? Like, did you want? What did you want? I, I don't mean the reaction. I mean what actually happened while you were there. Like, what? What was your goal? I mean, clearly they were going to stop you at some point. But what were you sort of hoping would happen as opposed to what actually happened? A little, little more effort from Bernie. Um, something, you know. I, I understand that he's tiptoeing that establishment line, um, but acknowledgement, something. Um, I know I'm not entitled to diddly, you know, but as sacrificing everything that I did for him, I've never spoken to him personally. I've never had a meeting with him personally, Jeff. We've worked together with uh, Philly Philly.fyi. You, you know. You know, it was like I was expected to go to jail. I should have went to jail. Um, when you go to risk your freedom for someone's candidacy, um, and it, it's not even it's not even that you know him ignoring the election, you know the rigged elections. It's we're promoting uh, as an excuse the Russian propaganda to excuse the rigged elections uh, and to censor our voices. Um, but let me that's ask. where I start to have the. Sorry. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious, are you disappointed, aside from Bernie's reaction, aside, or did you anticipate being stopped so quickly 
like are was the I mean the megaphone seemed to be just not loud enough. It seemed to work fine. It seemed your batteries were fine, but are you disappointed that you were stopped that quickly? Did you want to go on a little bit longer? Or, you know, is it just what was it, you know, you knew that it had to be something and it just, I don't know, what, what are your... I would have loved to have uh, done the banner drop um, by uh, the time, because I didn't realize you can't hear the bullhorn because I'm in behind the PA system, so I'm blasting. Now, I'm not even real. I didn't even realize that, you know, their PA system so loud you can't hear the bullhorn. Um, otherwise, I would have dropped the bullhorn and went right to the banner drop. I had... The banner that I made up was yellow with black light of uh, writing. Um, I professionally done where it said, how can he fight for us when he pushes lies that silences us? Um, so I would have loved to have gotten that banner out there. I mean, before I left, I did put the banner in the guardrails and left it up there for all to see. Um, and, yeah, I was shocked that they they came up so fast. And the reason why is because of that, that black Black Lives Matter, when they protested, you know, they got the mic. So I'm, I'm really not thinking they're going to come up there within 30 seconds and grab me. I, I thought I had more time. Um, that's why if you looked in the video, I'm, like, looking behind me, like, are they coming? And, and I, you know, I, I thought I had a little bit more time. But, look, it's trial and error. Um, you know, I, I did make a stink. It's something that went around the nation. I, I had an interview with uh, Jimmy Dore, I mean, it was a pretty powerful message that I, I spoke on the Jimmy Dore show. Um, so all in all, it was successful. We're talking about issues that haven't been talked about in some time. Let me ask you a question. This is what people get so wrong. What are you uncomfortable talking about? That's the subject we need to talk about until you're comfortable to. Um, and people call it infighting. You have to stop that. A healthy debate is just that. It's healthy. How are we going to evolve as people if we do not listen to each other's perspectives, ideas? We are in the melting pot of the world. Um, we, we quickly label to dismiss, which those people that go to silence others are the problem. Those people that go, this is bad for the movement. No, you saying that is making the movement bad. Now people think this is bad for the movement. Before you, before you ever said that, no one thought this was bad for the movement. But when you mentioned that, now I'm thinking it's bad for the movement. You saying it's bad for the movement is bad for the movement. So stop it. Stop trying to silence people like they don't have a voice. We're all equal. We all have a voice. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, to rant here a little bit. Well, I mean, it, it didn't go the way that you planned the, the protest itself. But clearly, you got people talking. So I, I, I wonder how much they're talking. Like, clearly, Jimmy Dore got it as far as it being Russia, because he did that whole story before you came on about that ridiculous article, um, McClatchy, um, you know, Russia-related. And, and I, I definitely agree with that Russia's being used as an excuse to suppress dissent. I mean, that whole article that Jimmy Dore discussed, it was by McClatchy. Um, and it was about Tim Canova and how Tim Canova must somehow be associated to Russia and that they also threw in that uh, Russia is actually behind basically all pro pipeline protests. So if you do basically anything that upsets anybody, you are going to be associated to Russia. Um, and, you know, I agree. I definitely agree with that part of it. Um, I don't, you know, I we talked last time about how much Bernie... Uh, is culpable for that, so we're not. I don't want to have that conversation again. Um, but you, you definitely got people talking about it. I wonder how many, 
how many other people are talking about the Russia aspect of it. But whatever it is, um, you clearly you you clearly got a lot of attention. So, right. Well, that was. I mean, here goes the. If that was the first time, um, trial and error, as I said, uh, and when you start when, with activism, it's like now I'm going to have to. One thing as an activist, know the laws. Always have a lawyer or two to be able to tell you the law because it is. It's it's tiptoeing that legal and illegal line uh, to where you can draw enough attention towards a cause but not get arrested. Uh, if you're willing to get arrested, just know the laws so when you do, it's a slap on the wrist and it's not actual jail time. Um, I consider myself a freedom fighter, which is an individual that will risk his own freedom for the freedom and liberties of others. Um, so that's a big deal. And this was this was just... The first time, trial and error. So next time, it's kind of like, you know what your biggest mistake? Clearly, your biggest mistake, Billy. Clearly, is you did not bring a clipboard on the stage. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna run through. Some, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run through some comments, um, and then you, you can address them. And uh, if people have some questions, I'm gonna go through the old, uh, the first live stream and see if there's any comments and uh, you'll address them and then, you know, that, sh that should be good. Um, so it says, let's see. Did uh, you guys hear that? What? That pop in the background? No, what was that? Probably a gunshot. Welcome to Philly. Cool. Where are you generally in the city? <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, where are you? I'm in, I'm in the Northeast. This is supposed to be the good part. Roughly where are? Uh, so, uh, the Granton 95, you would probably know. Granton the Boulevard. Sure. I do. Um, okay. Hold on. Let's get into the comments. Okay. Bernie. Oh, <laughs> Austin. Austin, uh, I don't know if you know this person. Anyway, Austin is in our revolution in South Jersey with me. He said that Bernie met and talked with his aunt, which is cool. When she went down to the Postal's Working Workers Union Summit with Congress. Um, Bernie did not acknowledge your presence, which seemed to be a choice. So, he, as you said, that he probably knew that you were there and he just chose to keep going um, with the anticipation that they were going to stop you. And, in fact, Fetterman campaign people stood in front of you after, you know, the cops realized that they couldn't just drag you off stage because of the chain. So there were Fetterman people with Fetterman signs standing between you and, and Bernie. Um, 17 intel agencies said Russian involvement just saying that I don't that irritates me it's like the government you know it's a, it's a you know the yeah the government says that something is true I'm sorry I have a hard time with that go ahead no 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 Russia had small small involvement not enough to actually censor take away the freedoms and liberties of americans they don't especially when you're talking about a country that goes into other countries toppling dictators planning coups in the middle of the night that rushes out uh presidents in their pajamas not not only uh, uh regime change and everything else that that's what our country's uh, known for let's talk about the dictators that financed hillary during the 2016 elections i mean they spent more money than russia did on the russia propaganda that they're pushing let me get to the numbers zero point Four, uh, uh, point zero zero four percent is what they claim. Let's break that down. Fifty-six percent. This is out of the mouths of Facebook's lawyers testifying in court under oath. Okay, this is a fact. YouTube, Google, dude, I have list of links. I'll send you the links myself to verify it. I've done extensive research. So out of the mouths of the lawyers of Facebook, 
56% came after the elections. 25% uh, was never even seen. So that's a roughly 81% uh, from that uh, 0.004%. So it's actually 20% of that, right? Comes out to 0.0008%, right? Now, out of that, with the boost that they post, because they weren't making new posts. They were taking American posts and boosting them. That's what happened. So, you know, that's why they won't release the post or anything else, because they're American posts they were boosting. Um, but they weren't driven uh, uh, politically or on individual candidates. They were driven towards the tensions that were happening in the United States. So the biggest part was actually on the race tensions. So what they would do is they would boost uh, posts from both sides, hoping to uh, uh, row up the tensions within Americans. So out of that 0.0008%, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, even though they're saying most of it was tension-driven, not politically. So we're going to say 50% of that, okay? Let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. 50% of that, that number I just did, 0.0004% is Russia's involvement in the, and that's a, that's, that's conservative. That's giving them the benefit of the doubt. But hang on, I'm not done. I'm not done. I just broke it down to where it's such a number. We shouldn't even be talking about it right now, but I'm not done because that number is classified in a number of ways. So it's not just the AKA troll factory that they're talking about. Uh, what they're, what they consider Russian is if you have a Russian address, a Russian email address, Russian currency. And now after watching multiple YouTube videos of the actual lawyers testifying here, if you're Russian birth and in America, even though you're American, if you're Russian birth, they consider that Russian as the well. The truth doesn't matter. So the, the truth doesn't matter. The truth doesn't matter. The tr it's, if there was, if, if there, resources. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing against you. I'm saying that that it doesn't matter what the truth is because they're going to say that Russia influenced the election, which is infinitesimally possibly true. But that's you know that's what they need to focus on in order to get what they want. No, what happened was Americans, for the first time in U.S. history, was able to battle big money in a campaign, and we won. We won so much because of the way we were so potent at using social media platforms, no matter how much money they threw at it, they still couldn't cover up how rigged it was. Um, and that's what happened. So going into the future, they want to take away the tools that we had to battle big money. Net neutrality. Now, that's one. Yes. Now, when Bernie – this is everything. You've seen that I had a problem earlier just on uh, – uh, with this live stream. Tell me why it's working now. Tell me why it works a million other times. Same service, same phone, but this is part of the censorship that we're going through. They're able to any information we put out there, they can say that it's 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 false, or they can um, discredit it, misinformation um, easily with the Russian narrative. Uh, it, it's they're using it to stop the American people from fighting back. I the, okay, so I I agree that it's that the ultimate goal is well not the ultimate goal one of the ultimate goals is to shut down free speech on the internet across the sand on the internet because Bernie Sanders would not have had a shot if he didn't have the internet. Um, a couple of comments from Marjorie Foster says uh, Bernie maintaining Russia propaganda is hurting our social media platforms and increasing voter fraud. And Ernesto Fernandez says the whole Russia thing is to eliminate social media and politics. We defeat the system with social media. They don't want more surprises. And net neutrality just passed. Uh, F Fosta Sesta 
which I can't believe that Bernie voted for. So I'm just hoping that he was just ignorant about it, um, which was uh, further suppression of the Internet hidden in uh, fighting sex trafficking. So the, the ostensible goal was to fight sex trafficking, but it's actually uh, just another way of suppressing, of, of just taking down entire websites if they happen to have any content related to that. Um, so that was another comment. Uh, now I have to go to... I think been thinking about lately, Bernie has been promoting for some time that it happens from the, the bottom up, uh, basically going for state and local positions. And I've really put a lot of thought into this, and I'm starting to get the idea that Bernie knows that the only positions the working class can actually obtain in the current system is state and local. When it comes to federal, it's it's almost as if you have to be privileged or born into the big money to 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 to, to run for Senate or you know how it, it to me I don't know if you want to kill a snake you you cut the head off. Uh, otherwise, it's it's an uphill battle. Uh, you know, you don't cut the tail off a little bit at a time. You, you cut the head off, and snake's dead. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not a coincidence that um, any representatives around the country are bought off because it doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter where they're located. They just need the quantity of votes, which is why they'll buy up anybody anywhere. Which is why. Uh, Claire McCaskill will push for this bank, the Bank Lobbyist Act, even though clearly her constituents could care less about the Bank Lobbyist Act. So they, they can buy anywhere. Um, Lisa Warren says, until we get transparent machines, our voices are silenced. I think she means voting machines. And I think the answer is not is no machines at all, that, that we have to have paper ballots, paper ballots publicly counted by hand. That's the only way. Um, that we can truly, you know, have some confidence in public, counted in public by hand. Um, Ty says, I'm trying not to be obsessed with Billy, so, okay. Um, Billy Taro raises some important points Bernie will have to address directly at some point when he announces his 2020 campaign. Uh, the Tim Canova thing is BS. I live in Florida, and we march against the Sable Pipeline, Trail Pipeline together, which is exactly why you are going to be called Russia, which is exactly what this, if you watch the uh, uh, Jimmy Dore did it on the live thing, so it's going to be at some point released pretty soon of uh, a story about Florida and the Sable Pipeline and Tim Canova, which was done right before Billy came on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's showing that Tim Canova trying to hook Tim Canova to Russia simply because he appeared on Russia television with Larry Kingsom sometimes and uh, just completely ridiculous. Um, anything else? Let me see. Tim Canova's a good Tina man. Tina wants you to quite a few. He, he, uh, he knows that. Oh, darn it. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end anyway. Uh, have him try and join one more time just to say goodbye. Um, but we're getting pretty close to the end. Um, but let's see if Billy can join in just to say goodbye. Uh, I'm not seeing him yet. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for your patience. I have not had technical difficulties like this. Um, well, no. I, it's, it's, this has been rougher than average. I've had it before, but, but this has been rougher than average. Um, but hopefully Billy's going to join back in to say goodbye. Here he is. 
Okay. All right. So uh, there's there's some. You probably just want to look through the comments on both on both of the streams. There's someone wants to, you to see a link. Um, but it, what else is there to say? Uh, you know, what else do you want to What else do you want to get out there? Well, there is one more message that I'd like to, and that's uh, going into the future. I'm not really too focused on 2020. I think us having a Trump presidency is more than likely with the history of the United States. Uh, to deny another Trump presidency is to deny history. Uh, so I don't think we should focus on 2020 too much. But I'm more interested in organizing all third parties, um, every third party. And it doesn't even, even when it comes to members of the Democrat and Republican parties as well. I think we need to start pushing our candidates that are supposed to speak our voices for election reform, for freedoms of Americans, meaning free and fair voting. Uh, there's a number of issues that from the far right to the far left can agree upon. So we need to drop our issues because our issues are never heard in the House. The biggest issues that are fought in the House is this corporation versus that corporation. So keeping that in mind, they never really fight for the issues of the people. Let's, let's be honest. In the past 30 years, what has happened where America has made that much great of an advancement? The LGBT community can get married. That's basically it. Because that doesn't hurt the billionaire pocketbooks. Well, I'm just saying we need to stop fighting over these issues, this busy tire spinning work that has been going on for far too long. We need to get our our government back we need to focus on election reform um from top to bottom and this is again it's something that affects the far left or the far right to the far left and everybody in between and we need to start running candidates not party identity not affiliate gang affiliation because that's what party identity essentially is it's your gang affiliation but we need to stop that we need to start focusing on the democracy of america what candidate can deny that? Let's start hitting them in a way that no politician can deny. Because it's undemocratic and they should not be in that position at a, in the first place. It'll be easy to run them off. It'll be easy to campaign political figures. But we need to try a new strategy that hasn't been tried ever before. Because voting with this politically correct uh, way is only going to get us the same policies that have been being made for decades. Uh, do we really want change? And, we need to change our tactics. Jimmy Dore said uh, uh, before you came on that what uh, – actually, I think uh, his uh, stepson, Marana, who I just learned is his wife, um, was saying, well, what if uh, Bernie and Nina and Tulsi and some other prominent people started their own new party, um, which would be pretty exciting. I think it would guarantee that Bernie would lose. However, I think it would guarantee that there would be a big earthquake as far as the two-party system. I think, uh, do we want to break the duopoly? Um, do we want to be able to get the working class into political positions? Then we start asking the right questions. If we ask the questions right, if we campaign for the right issues, to deny it makes you un-American. Um, I think Debbie, I think Hillary should be arrested for treason against the American people. That's obvious. Um, but we need to start running candidates based upon this. So instead of this busy work that keeps... The real infighting continuum, which is issue-based, single-issue-based, we need to stop. You know, Bernie's he's given a nice show going up to the podiums and making everybody at ease to not really fight as vigorously and still continue to stay within what was the dying Democratic Party. We need to start focusing on election reform uh, and Citizens United. Um, you know, free and fair voting. Let's try that.
Let's try developing a system where we can have the working class actually be elected into political positions. I mean, here goes the thing. Politicians, it's nice that they read about us in a book or they, they look at us out the window and they, you know, write down how they can solve our problems. But they'll never know the working class problems because they never walked in our shoes to know our problems. Well, then, how the, yeah, well, they can't claim ignorance if they try and get to know us. Um, okay. Okay. Well, uh, good job getting people talking. Um, I would never do in a million years what you did, but uh, I respect it. And uh, thanks for talking. And uh, anything you want to close us out with? As always, uh, I love you guys, and I'll always speak truth to power, regardless if it's a popular decision or not. Um, I'll always speak my mind, and everybody should. Thank you for talking, Billy. Take care, Jeff. Thanks look, for having me. Look forward to next time. Bye.